uh, meet other like-minded business owners, improve your own business ideas. Um, so I highly recommend doing those. I think they're great opportunities. They're great for networking, of course, but they're also uh, a good way to change things up and not just be constantly, you know, on a computer doing your thing. It's, it's always a good thing to get out and do something fun that can reinvigorate your business. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Dr. Marissa Schwartz of Dr. Rissy's Writing and Marketing and Gen Z Publishing. Dr. Marissa, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Gresh. I'm so excited to be here. Very awesome. Yes, very awesome indeed to have you on and talk about all the awesome things that you're doing. But before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Dr. Marissa so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Dr. Marissa is the founder and CEO of Dr. Rissy's Writing and Marketing and Gen Z Publishing, LLC. Dr. Rissy's Writing is a marketing and writing company ranked number one in PR and top 10 in social media and SEO for New York and New Jersey on Thumbtack. Gen Z Publishing is a publishing company that has produced six Amazon bestsellers, and Dr. Rissy has been featured on Forbes, MTV, and is a best-selling author herself. She speaks professionally about inspiring others through words and entrepreneurship and was named the voice of Generation Z by Community Magazine. Dr. Marissa, I super appreciate all the awesome work that you do. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am ready. Thank you for that intro. Yes, thank you for doing all the hard work and kind of to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah, so I started actually in high school. Um, I went to a biomedical science academy and uh, my friends were all getting jobs at the mall and internships that they weren't crazy about. And I, I didn't want to do something that I didn't enjoy. And, you know, in going to a biomedical science academy, I would catch myself rushing through my science work to read and to write. Um, so I started actually freelance writing and editing um, right in high school. And um, that was my first experience of remote working. And I knew I was on something when one of my teachers said to me when it was about to be summer break, hey, can you, you know, connect me with some of these freelance opportunities? I want to do that too. And I was like, wow, maybe there's something here. Um, so I continued that through college. I continued uh, freelance editing and writing. And uh, I grew that into a business that I used to support my other dream, which was starting a book publishing company. Uh, and I, grew both companies simultaneously uh, while I was a grad student. And, um, you know, fast forward, uh, it's been about 10 years since I started freelancing. Fast forward to now, um, I have about 15 team members. I was named uh, one of Forbes 30 under 30 this year. And um, we have a lot of happy clients and I'm just excited to get to do something that I'm so passionate about all the time and not have to do something that doesn't make me happy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, definitely congratulations on the Forbes 30 under 30 and all the awesome work that you're doing. I, I love how everything started out where you had a lot of friends and people that were around you that were doing things that they weren't necessarily excited to do. It sounds like you kind of found an opportunity and kind of trailblaze your own way to to not have to choose whether you can, you know, make a little money and, and be successful and, and also be fulfilled. You got to do both of them all at the same time. 
Absolutely. And I, I recognize, you know, I, I was fortunate where I could choose to to do those things um, because I had the right people supporting me. My, my parents are entrepreneurs, so they were able to support me and say, hey, you know, you don't have to go for that internship like your advisors are telling you. You can, you know, do what we did and, and uh, you know, make your own way. And they own a, a small floor covering store on a, a main street that I basically grew up in. So I grew up in an entrepreneurial household, but that's why even now um, I, I like going back to high schools and colleges even, and um, the Women's Center for Entrepreneurship and talking to other people and telling them, hey, you don't just need to, you know, quote, play it safe and, and get an internship or a job. You can be unique and make your own path. And there's nothing wrong with remote work or freelance work. Cause you know, there were plenty of people who tried to sell me, oh, freelance and remote work aren't real jobs. And it's like, no, of course they are. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on how you're serving your clients and you're making that impact. Could you take us through a little bit more about your organizations and how you're making that impact? Yeah, sure. So uh, with Gen Z Publishing, we publish books typically by, um, well, it's called Gen Z because I originally uh, started as a, a college student. And um you know, I, a lot of people when I would pitch my book would say, oh, you, you're too young to publish a book. You know, you wait until you're like 40 when you actually have something to say. So I originally started with the intent of helping people my own age to publish. But, um, you know, within our first month, I was getting queries from these really incredible authors who were in their 40s, 50s and 60s. And I thought, well, now, you know, I'm, I'm excluding these folks who have such incredible things to say. So I opened it up to all ages. And now we really focus on publishing books by typically underrepresented groups in the publishing industry. So whether that's age, whether that's ability, we've published um, you know, a lot of books by people um, who are either neurodivergent or disabled, things like that. People who um, you know, have typically been underrepresented in the publishing industry. We've published about 125 books with some really incredible authors in the past six years. So that's Gen Z. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I just became a member of the I BPA board, which is uh, the Independent Book Publishers Association board. Very excited for that. And then at Dr. Rissy's, um, we do 360 marketing. So SEO, social media, PR, and ads. Uh, we typically work with startups and small businesses, helping them to promote their businesses online through those different uh, marketing avenues. Awesome. And of course, with the, the digital marketing, I think um, I always say the name of the game is to be found online. And if you don't have a way, whether you have a book or you have an organization to get your name out there and, and to make sure that you are, you know, making that impact and people know who you are to make that impact, then I love how you're kind of bridging the gap with both of those. Yeah, yeah, we're trying. <laughs> there you go. So um, I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. This could be for yourself, the organizations, or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Um, quite a few things. I mean, the, the first thing um, I think is that I got into this not because it was some big major plan that, you know, when I was five years old, I said, oh, I'm going to open a book publishing company and, oh, I'm going to market, you know, when I was five there wasn't such a thing as a, a digital marketing company. Um, so I think something that's really uh, unique and, and set myself and my companies apart is the fact that we see a problem and we go for it. We, you know, look to uh, improve and, and help others. Um, you know, Gen Z, it was really founded on the idea of helping authors um, more so than, you know, most companies where it's, you know, they are just there for like, 
profits and all that stuff. No, we, we have a mission that we really want to help authors um, with, um, you know, everything that we do. It's, I, I, I guess you could say I'm like mission driven. I want to have an impact. I, I try looking at the impact that we're going to have uh, with anything that we do um, and try to be as ethical as possible with everything that we do. Yeah, that really hits home. So um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have. What's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Um, I try to read about a dozen books a week, or I should say I read a dozen books at a time. Um, and a lot of people say, well, how can you read that many at a time? How do you keep them apart? And I, I made TikToks about this, but basically I have a system where after I finish each chapter, I write a little summary in the margins of what happened. I carefully highlight and flag, um, you know, all the important parts of the book and, and note them. And then after I finish each book, I write a little report on it. I have a little notebook, um, for uh, keeping track of the books that you read. And doing this has really helped me with mindset. Um, I learned everything uh, with starting the business, with reading books like that. So I've been doing this for years and um, my doctor is in literature. So I, I was reading a lot of fiction for a little while because I had to for school. But now that I'm graduated, I can read more business books and more mindset books and, and books on um politics, current events, ethics, uh, all that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good, uh, ethics or philosophy book. Um, nice. and it really has shaped my worldview and I've used it to shape my companies because I see some of the, uh, you know, practices of other companies that, uh, you know, um, I see some practices other companies do that I wouldn't want to do. And I never want to make uh, those kind of mistakes. So I think reading these books definitely helps me in uh, the the direction I take my companies. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I, I love the, the the breakdown of each of those things. So you can make sure that you're able to kind of do that on a, on a um, kind of systematic basis. Um, so um, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So the CEO nugget could be a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. I usually say it might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you have to do a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Hmm, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, but because I would be different telling myself from other people. Um, you know, I talked to I actually I just talked to um, my alma mater. I went back to my uh, college a few weeks ago and I talked to them. And um, the biggest uh, thing that I told them to take away, and I said I wish I would have known this when I was in college, was to seize all the opportunities that they have. That um, as college students, you know it's easy to go see a show or, you know, to go attend a lecture by somebody famous. Whereas when you graduate, it's not quite as easy. And I would say to listeners or to entrepreneurs, same kind of thing. There are a lot of business groups and opportunities and things for business owners. Um, you know, I know myself, I'm part of the Young Entrepreneur Committee. I'm part of the IBPA and the Forbes 30 Under 30. And each of those communities, oh, I'm also part of the Chamber of Commerce. Each of those communities has a lot of different events and things that you can go to uh, meet other other like-minded business owners, improve your own business ideas. Um, so I highly recommend doing those. I think they're great opportunities. They're great for networking, of course, but they're also uh, a good way to change things up and not just be constantly, you know, on a computer doing your thing. It's, it's always a good thing to get out and do something fun that can reinvigorate your business. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I think so many times we forget about, I always say we forget about the human aspect of business. And I don't know if you find this experience, but 
sometimes those opportunities can come about from things we don't even think would happen. It could be, you know, maybe talking to somebody in the grocery store or potentially going to the chamber event or going to, you know, this organization or that organization. But if you, I guess, have that philosophy of like always being active, then those opportunities seem to kind of come up from anywhere. Absolutely. So true. It is a mindset. So much is mindset. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that's something that's kind of overlooked by a lot of people or, or you know, a lot of organizations and, and entrepreneurs? It certainly is. I think it's getting more attention now. I've seen a lot of articles on like Entrepreneur and, and uh, Inc. and different websites like that about it. Uh, so I'm happy to see that it's gaining more traction, but it's so true. Mindset is everything. I've met so many brilliant people who would have a, a lot more happiness in their life um, if they just change their mindset or, you know, I don't want to necessarily say success because success means so many uh, things to different people. But, um, you know, a great example is I, I have this friend who's absolutely brilliant and he has an amazing company. He's doing such a great job, but he beats himself up all the time. And no matter what he does, no matter how quote successful he is, he's just not happy. And um, I think it's, it's such a mindset issue. If he would just learn to appreciate his own talents all the things that he's accomplished, uh, he would be a, a much happier person. And I think that the problems that he has that make him be himself up wouldn't be issues as much because he would be more successful. I think when you're constantly knocking yourself down, you're not going to succeed in all the ways that you should. Awesome. 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 So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO or we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Marissa, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, a CEO is definitely a mindset. Um, being a CEO to me is being a leader, not being afraid to do things differently, to innovate. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, I don't just think outside the box. I realize that there is no box. And I think that a lot of successful CEOs see things that way as well. Um, and that's this is kind of where the philosophy stuff fits in. But, um, you know, so much of life was made or, or quote made up by leaders. Um, and it's up to CEOs and entrepreneurs to innovate, see what those other leaders have done and then improve it or do things differently if they see something isn't working. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dr. Marissa, truly appreciate that definition. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. Um, yeah, well, this has been super fun. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I think that the, the uh, biggest thing I could leave any listeners with um, is just, you know, I, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. Social media can be very negative, um, but there are so many positive things that you don't see. It seems like the negative things get light uh, shined on them. Um, so I just always like to remind people that uh, things are uh, not always necessarily as negative or as, as not positive as they seem. Um, and, and with that, I like to uh, introduce or introduce my social media. Um, so my social media accounts are Marissa Schwartz pretty much everywhere. And um, I make a conscious effort to post positive, good things that are happening in the world on my social media, um, just to kind of drown out some of that negativity on social. So if you're looking for uh, fun, silly videos and good news and, and good things that people are doing, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook. 
Awesome. 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 And to make that even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes. And the quote those kind of come into mind for me was uh, be the change you hope to see in the world. And I think when you start to see that something is not as you want it to be, we kind of have it at our fingertips and our abilities to be able to make that change. So I love that you talked about that with the media and, and sometimes with the content and information, social media, and sometimes it can feel like we're drowning in, in negativity. But I think the best way that we can do that is by being that change by, you know, using our platforms and our opportunities to do that. So I love that you're doing that. Of course, appreciate all the awesomeness and, and positive vibes you provided for us today. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Want to level up your business even more? Read blogs, listen to podcasts, and watch videos at cbnation.co. Also, check out our I Am CEO Facebook group. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.